0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, November 30th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle flying solo this morning. A lot to get into. Let's start with my reaction from Ohio State's conference call on Saturday with Athletic Director Gene Smith, Head Coach Ryan Day, and Physician Dr. James Borchers, the lead physician at Ohio State. I was optimistic. My takeaway was optimism. They seem to think that they have a relatively good chance of playing this Saturday at Michigan State, which is fantastic news because I think a lot of people assumed when the Illinois game was canceled two days ago that the Michigan State game would also be called off. But as it turns out, Ohio State was only over one of the two areas of threshold that the Big Ten has set up for COVID-19 without getting into the weeds with all of that. Basically, they could have played the game or at least tried, according to Gene Smith, but they didn't think it was the right thing to do Um, They had more positive tests on Friday, including head coach Ryan Day. So they thought the best thing to do, both for their program and for Illinois, was to pause and hopefully get the last two games in. And we'll get into what all that means in a moment. But I wanted to start off with, we're only five days away from the next game now, so hopefully let's get this one in. And I'm optimistic. We're going to have a chance, hopefully, tomorrow to speak with... Some people at Ohio State, usually Ryan Day has a press conference. They might push that back this week. We shall see. But hopefully Coach Day is doing well, and hopefully the young men that were infected with the coronavirus are doing okay. Last I heard, everybody that was infected um, had minor symptoms. So that is really good news, and we shall see. The fact that they were under one of the two thresholds this past week leads me to believe it's that it comes down to this. If they don't have any more positive tests this week, they're going to play. If they do, it depends on how many. If there's a handful of positive tests again, they're probably in bad shape for this week. But if they have zero or one or two, something like that, I think that they'll play this week. That's just my guess here as we sit here on Monday morning. Let's talk about the impact for the college football playoff. Now, if they get the last two games in and they win and they go to the Big Ten championship game and win, they're sitting there at 7-0, and we all know Ohio State is going to be in the college football playoff. No doubt about it. Now, if the Michigan State game can't be played, or the Michigan game can't be played, and they're sitting there at five and zero, and the Big Ten does not change its rule, and the average number of games per team in the Big Ten does not drop below six. Which sidebar, that's a ridiculous rule; it's never going to drop below six. If the Big Ten doesn't change its rule, and Ohio State sitting, I would say at five and zero, and they can't play in the Big Ten championship game, they would still play theoretically Wisconsin on December nineteenth. And they would finish 6-0. Now, in my opinion, that would be enough to get in the college football playoff. Now, for some reason, they don't play another game this season. They don't play this week against Michigan State. They don't play next week against Michigan. They don't play on December 19th. And they're sitting there at 4-0. Does Ohio State get in? I think they should. I think they're one of the top four teams in the country. And the committee has said there's no minimum of games. But I do think if Ohio State only plays four games, the committee won't let them in. They need to get in at least one, hopefully two more games. Hopefully, they'll get in all three. They'll get in Michigan State, Michigan, and they will play in the Big Ten championship game. Um, but um, if they only get in one of the last three, 5-0, I think they would probably get in at that point. It would be sketchy, but I think they would get in. 6-0, I think they would get in for sure. 7-0, and undoubtedly, they would get in. So there's your scenarios. It could be 4-0, it could be 5-0, and 6-0, 7-0. Um, and obviously, if they lose a game, they're not going to get in. But those are the scenarios. If they're undefeated, what would happen again? 4-0, I don't think the committee would take them at 4-0. 5-0, I think they would barely get in, although I know that's splitting hairs. What's the difference between 4-0 and 5-0? I get it. 6-0, I think they would get in because that would include a, you know, a win over probably Wisconsin if the Big Ten doesn't change its rule again. And then 7-0, and of course, they would get in because they would be Big Ten champs and they would definitely get in the college football playoff. Yeah, The Big Ten rules, not a fan of the Big Ten rules at all. It was almost like when people say, well, Ohio State and everybody agreed to these rules – yeah, that's like, say, I mean, they were basically like a hostage at that point, like you're going to agree to whatever um, your captors say to release you at that point, you're going to say what you need to say, they were, you know, basically had a gun to their head, and they had to agree to these ridiculous rules. So I don't want to hear that Ohio State agreed to these rules. They were forced to agree to these rules. Dr. Borchers did not come up with these rules, some of the university presidents insisted on it. People that have not practiced medicine for what 30 years, but still consider themselves physicians. So this is not something that Dr. Borchus came up with, and I'm not a fan of the Big Ten rules. Do not expect the Big Ten rules to change, though. They're not just going to say for Ohio State, okay, we're going to say now there's no minimum of games you need to play to be eligible for the Big Ten championship. Could they do that? Yes, I'm just saying my prediction is the Big Ten will not change its rules. All right, let's get into Ohio State at Michigan State. This Saturday, high noon, ABC. Normally we'd be looking at this as, oh, man, Michigan State on the road. Michigan State's terrible, and I know they just beat Northwestern. I watched that game. Uh, Michigan State did not play well. Northwestern—it's like they mailed it in. They figured they, you know, they beat uh, Wisconsin the previous week, and they just figured they just mailed it in. I mean, they didn't show up to play, and, and Michigan State got them. And the Michigan State is not good. They've got an OK defense led by Antoine Simmons, who at one point was committed to Ohio State. Young man from Ann Arbor, went to high school right across the street from the University of Michigan, and initially committed to Ohio State. Uh, and then I think it was a mutual parting of ways, if I remember correctly. I don't think Ohio State was too bent out of shape about it. And Antoine Simmons decommitted and picked Michigan State. This kid's a heck of a linebacker. He's a senior. He'll play in the NFL. A little bit undersized, but that's not really a big deal anymore for outside linebackers. That's kind of what the NFL wants. He is really good, and they've got some other good defensive players. Overall, they're just not good at all, though. They're not very good at all. Their quarterback, Rocky Lombardi, turns the ball over a ton. He can throw a good deep ball, but that's what they've lived and died on they you know they beat Michigan by throwing the deep ball and hit a deep one last week against Northwestern but I've watched Michigan State at least three times this year they are not very good and two of the times I watched them is when they won and I still didn't think they were good it was just Michigan and and Northwestern didn't play very well and Michigan's just not good this year so that wasn't that huge of an upset Um, and of course Michigan State gets up for that game just like Ohio State gets up for the Wolverines so I look for Ohio State to roll this Saturday. I mean, they're going to be like a caged animal just waiting to play after not getting a chance to play last week. And I looked at the betting line. The Buckeyes are favored by 22 and a half. I thought it'd be a little bit more than that. What I find interesting is ESPN has their football power index where they have the win probability. Ohio State has a 97.3% win probability. 97.3%. So uh, the sports books really like Ohio State. The computers really like Ohio State. I really like Ohio State. You really like Ohio State. And I think they're going to beat Michigan State by 30 or more. I just, even when they call the dogs off in the second half, let's just hope the game gets played. I hear you. We're assuming the game is going to get played. And I think the Buckeyes are going to beat the brakes off the Spartans. Then Michigan will come to town the following Saturday. I know people are wondering, well, if Ohio State's sitting there at 5-0, Michigan can spoil their season by not showing up, would they do that? I don't think they would do that. Just for gamesmanship, I think they would only do that if they actually had a COVID outbreak. I don't think for all of Jim Harbaugh's faults, I don't think that he would do that. And even if they did, if Ohio State's sitting there at 5-0, and like I said, they beat Michigan State, Michigan doesn't show up, then Ohio State doesn't go to the Big Ten championship game, but they beat Wisconsin, who's really the best team in the West, even though they had one bad game against Northwestern. If they played again, Northwestern would be favored over Northwestern, and I bet they would win. But if Ohio State is beats Michigan State to go 5-0, and again, if they go play wisconsin and go to six and zero. like i said earlier i think ohio state will be in the college football playoff they're already sitting there at four they would have another win over michigan state to get them five and oh and a win over wisconsin a ranked wisconsin team i don't see the committee dropping ohio state from four to out of the cfp and who are you going to put over ohio state cincinnati zero power five wins now it's not their fault but still since we're it's not ohio state's fault that they wouldn't have enough games in so if we're going to play that game well ohio state only has played five or six games well cincinnati has zero wins over a power 5 team if cincinnati played the buckeyes the buckeyes would be favored by at least three touchdowns so cincinnati's not making it over ohio state and i don't see another team making it as the number 4 seed if ohio state's able to get in enough games um so we'll see what happens there again i think the only way ohio state gets left out if they're undefeated is if they don't play another game this season if the indiana game was their last game and they only have four games I think, and even then I wouldn't rule them out, but I think that would be, you know, if they only play four games, I don't think they'll make it, like I said earlier. So we will see what happens. But um, I tend to think uh, Michigan is not going to, uh, as soon as I say that, guys, I I say, I don't think Michigan is going to duck the Buckeyes. And I think, eh, do I really believe that? Yeah, I do. I really do. I mean, you the the players on that team and Jim Harbaugh, they're not going to duck Ohio State. Every year they think they have a chance at winning. Doesn't work out for them, but. I don't think that that would happen. Stranger things have happened, but I do not think that will happen. And how about Penn State knocking off Michigan? Penn State finally gets a win this year, and it's against Michigan. Penn State was 0-5, Michigan was 2-3, and Penn State beat Michigan to go to 1-5. Michigan drops to 1-4, excuse me, to 2-4. And I tell you what, I mean this probably saved James Franklin's job. Then again, James Franklin, in case you didn't know, has a buyout of thirty million, so maybe Penn State wouldn't have fired him regardless, especially in the middle of a pandemic. But I think he needed at least one win. You can't, I mean, even zero and five, starting off zero and five is a fireable offense at Penn State, and the way their recruiting is going, so this might have saved his job. And again, a lot of people think he would have been retained anyway because they didn't want to pay 30 million to buy him out and go undergo a coaching search but uh regardless I think he's going to get another year now but he better turn things around in a hurry and again recruiting is not going to be what does it for them because they're ranked 30th in the country in the 2021 class young men that'll sign a little more than three weeks from now in the early signing period so Penn State is a mess but they beat Michigan who is also a mess so Ohio State's two biggest rivals Michigan being by far away The primary rival, and then Penn State having dreadful, dreadful seasons. Finally, a lot of people have asked about the Heisman Trophy. If Justin Fields has any chance of winning it now, I would say he has a chance, but it's it's looking bleak. And that's that's I feel awful for him. He's he's so cool to talk to on these Zoom calls because he's he's humble for a superstar. It's not like he's like some like fly on the wall, but for a national household name in football, he has stayed pretty humble and. I appreciate that about him. And when we ask him a question, if he doesn't want to answer he'll be like, I probably shouldn't go into that. Like we asked him something about plays or something like that. Um, I asked him coming into the year about team goals and personal goals. And he gave a great answer. I mean, team goals are most important to him. He wants to win a national championship. wants to win another big 10 title, all the team goals are so important to him, but he was honest. I mean, you know, these kids are thinking about their personal goals. A lot of times I don't want to tell you, but Justin was honest. He said, you know, winning the Heisman is a big goal of his. So, this is another terrible thing about 2020. That's probably been taken away from him due to no fault of his own. I know he had the three interceptions against Indiana, but still I think it's either him or Trevor Lawrence are the two best players in the country. And if the only reason he doesn't get a chance to win the award is because games taken away from him for no fault of his own. I don't like that, but I think he's a big time long shot at this point to win the award. At one point I thought he was the favorite after the Buckeyes have played a couple games this year. I'm thinking he's just going to keep piling up stats and, Uh, His quarterback efficiency rating is going to be the best in the country, and I thought he had a really good chance of winning the award. As we sit here now, I don't think Justin Fields is going to have much chance of winning the Heisman, but I'm sure everybody listening to the show will be okay with that as long as the Buckeyes are able to get enough games in, they make the college football playoff, and they get a chance to take care of business and uh, get that sour taste out of their mouth from last year in that Clemson game where Ohio State really outplayed Clemson Still, uh, unfortunately, lost that game in the national semifinal. So we'll see what happens. We will keep you updated on everything that's going on with the program. Are we going to know today for sure what's going to happen on Saturday in regard to the Michigan State game? No. It'll be later in the week before we know for sure. Now, if we know, well, I should say, if we know for sure that the what's going to happen Saturday, it's bad news. If we learn anything today. And I don't think we're going to learn anything today. No news is good news for the time being. And hopefully by Wednesday or Thursday, we start to hear some good news. And we will, of course, report that to you here on the Bucknuts Morning Five and on our website, bucknuts.com. Well, thank you very much for tuning in to this edition of the Bucknuts Morning Five. I am Dave Biddle. Have a good day, Bucknutters.